Hamlet podcast, episode 169. Hello and welcome to this exploration of Shakespeare's Hamlet with me, your host, Connor Hanrissey. The unfortunate Osric is still wriggling on the hook and Hamlet is showing no sign of letting him off it. We ended last time just as Hamlet responded to the description of Laertes, while Osric sought to speak of him as an absolute gentleman of any number of qualities, Hamlet managed to be dismissive of Laertes and of Osric's description of him. Alas, it seems that Osric doesn't quite pick up on this, or isn't really able to question the crown prince. Instead, he chooses now to agree with Hamlet. He says, Your lordship speaks most infallibly of him. Obsequious to a fault, Osric seems to agree, pointing out that Hamlet speaks infallibly, truthfully. All he's saying is, Hamlet speaks the truth. Ordinarily, the only human alive who might claim to be infallible is the Pope, and even he only under certain circumstances. It's a small nuance, but I like it because it shows just how absolutely Osric is overdoing it. Now, Hamlet doesn't miss this, and drags the conversation rather abruptly back to the point. He says, The concernancy, sir. Why do we wrap the gentleman in our more raw breath? In concernancy, we have another word that appears nowhere else across the plays. Shakespeare seems to have made it up. What it means is the matter at hand, that which concerns us. Hamlet is asking what the point might be. Why are we talking about Laertes? Why are we wasting so much of our crude breath on someone so exalted? Why do we wrap the gentleman in our more raw breath? There's quite a brilliant disdain to this. If Laertes is so precious and special, as Osric is describing him, why are we tarnishing him even by speaking about him? But Osric doesn't quite get it. He has to ask for a little clarification with his one word, Sir? Quite rightly, Horatio now decides to interrupt. He tries to encourage both men to calm down with this level of fancy talk, although, thanks to the passage of time, his line is almost as hard to decipher as what has gone before. Horatio says, It's not possible to understand in another tongue. You'll do it, sir, really. The most accessible version of this is to have Horatio asking, Couldn't you maybe discuss all of this in simpler language? It's possible he's joking, wondering if perhaps it would really be easier to follow if the two men dispensed with English and spoke in a different language altogether. Another tongue here might be Latin, or the German spoken in Wittenberg. Who knows what would get through to Osric? Perhaps simple English would free Osric from the ludicrous language he's wound himself in and the merciless responses he's been getting from Hamlet. The second half of the line is where it gets tricky for us. You will do it, sir, really. He could be telling Osric to calm down, since if he does this and simplifies his language, he'll be out of here faster. Or he could be telling Hamlet to lay off and leave this twit alone and let him deliver his message. Some editions of the text might suggest that the word here should be rarely instead of really. Shakespeare actually uses the word really in only one other place. So, Horatio might be mocking either one of these men, expressing a little frustration that either, or both, has this habit of circumlocution. Now, Osric doesn't respond, 
and it's Hamlet who speaks next, showing that he has no plans to let up. He asks, what imports the nomination of this gentleman? He's using even more of this inflated language. All he's asking is, why have you mentioned Laertes? But of course he asks, what imports the nomination of this gentleman? What is the significance of your mentioning the name of this person? Now, it's lines like this that might make people hate having to read Shakespeare. But do please bear in mind that Hamlet is actually being funny here. Osric is still a beat behind. He has to ask whose nomination Hamlet might be talking about. So he asks, of Laertes? This fairly obvious question amuses Horatio, who mocks him a little more. He now says, his purse is empty already. All's golden words are spent. All of the golden words, the fancy and highfalutin phrases that Osric has insisted on using, appear to be used up, and therefore his purse is empty, because his gold is spent. Now, the actor playing Hamlet might laugh at this, but he decides to be gracious and agree with Osric. Of him, sir, move it along, he's saying. Why are we talking about Laertes? This would be a golden opportunity for Osric to get to the point, but he's clearly so conditioned in the ways of this courtly reverence and reverential language that he has to stick to this overblown method of communication, and he starts back at zero all over again. I know you are not ignorant, but before he can get beyond telling Hamlet that he's not unaware of things as they stand, Hamlet interrupts this unnecessary talk. I would you did, sir. Yet, in faith, if you did, it would not much approve me. Well, sir. Hamlet is growing impatient with all of this. He interrupts Osric directly. I wish you did know that I am not ignorant of all of this. Perhaps then you'd get to the point. But he imagines that even this might not be any use. Osric would probably prattle on regardless. It wouldn't do Hamlet any good. It would not much approve me, he says. Resigned to the verbal onslaught, he hands the proverbial mic back to Osric. Well, sir, he asks, get on with it. Sadly, Osric will take a little bit longer to get to that point. The good news is that we are actually very close to the heart of his message, but we'll save its arrival for the next episode. For now, I want to thank you, as always, for tuning in and joining me. As you know well by now, all the supporting material is available for you on the website, thehamletpodcast.com. I'm very grateful for your company, and I'll speak to you next time.